Welcome to the Intrepid Hearts Garden Party. Join us for a floral affair as we break the stigmas around cannabis, celebrate alternative wellness, and discuss how you can become more sustainable in your shopping habits while staying fashionable AF. Grab your tea, tequila, or toke and join the garden party. This week, we're excited to have Rochelle and Chanelli from Higher Dining, which is out of New York City, and they make elevated culinary experiences, meals, and fun cannabis-curated events. Yes, we have a cannabis lifestyle brand, which first started with cannabis dinner parties, and now we're branched, we've branched out to doing cannabis yoga events. We also have a candle line. And we actually just also launched a pipe, a new ceramic pipeline. Oh yeah, and I was looking at that on your Instagram. Those are your like your designs. Yes. That's so cool. Yes, and then we also have ice cream line, which we ship all over the U.S. and it's also available for pickup in New York. It's THC ice cream. We also do them not infused, but most clients will prefer the THC infused. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Yeah, and I forgot you guys have those dope shirts on your site. I'm definitely going to get one. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm actually launching a new one within the next two weeks also. Um, Amazing. I can't wait to see. So I met these sisters in Portland at the Broccoli Magazine In Bloom event. That was so fun. Yeah, it was a great event. So many great connections, so many women in cannabis that you wouldn't even expect. It was a really great event. That's where we actually found our pipes. Oh, that's and amazing. That's, we've been, we, we had been looking for a supplier for maybe like a year that would do the designs that we liked or that had a design that we liked already, you know? And we met the the girl from Stoneware. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, that's what it reminded me amazing. of. Oh, yes, my gosh. Yeah, amazing. So she's actually our supplier, and she's really good, really good type. That's incredible. Yeah, they look so cool. Uh, we'll definitely link to that in the notes. Uh, so we like to start off by just seeing what your highest vibe of the week has been so far, if you want to share anything that has been my highest vibe of the week um it's been a very roll I've been on a roller coaster all week just because I have two events that I'm planning within the next two weeks we have an event tomorrow on the 20th here in New York and then we have an event in Paris for Paris Fashion Week next week so I've been kind of up and down with all my emotions because I've been stressed. Like, is everything going to go according to plan? We're not from Paris. Are we going <laughs> to have everything we need while we're out there? But I would say the highlight was confirming the venue for Paris and it being exactly what we wanted, what we were hoping for. That's so exciting. I'm so excited for you ladies. I remember you telling me about this like a while ago or maybe even when we met that you were having this. It's been in the works for a while, but now that it's getting closer, it seems more real. So your sister was just talking about her highest vibe for the week and I know you guys have 
have been so busy getting ready for your event tomorrow, Friday the 20th, and then also Paris next week. Yes, I'm excited <laughs> about that. Do you have a high vibe that you want to share? For the week? Um, so, yeah, we're getting ready for all those events. I think my high vibe would just be to have some time to myself before all of this, before everything yeah, happens. just... Have a smoke and a sesh. Yeah. Alone. Which is actually, I'm setting up to smoke right now. I'm setting up a little phase amazing I'm I can't back that's so awesome I can't wait to join one of your guys events I need to make it up there for one of them so just keep, yeah we can't wait to have you keep promoting them I'm gonna come I swear both of us Gigi and I will oh yeah which I should probably say for the listeners Gigi was not able to join us today she's been really busy with fashion industry work and has been in New York for like two weeks so it's really exciting stuff for her work wise but yeah. unfortunately couldn't be on that's with us that's great being busy is always great yes exactly exciting the ladies let's get into your history and journey with cannabis you had mentioned that it has been in your life before you were born can you tell our listeners about that yeah so cannabis has been in our lives before we were born, our father was a smoker and our, like a lot of people in our family have been into cannabis, our uncles, and then growing up in New York, you would smell it and see it walking down the up and down the street. We didn't know what our attachment to cannabis was going to be because growing up, it was thought that you shouldn't do that. It's not good for you. So we always looked down upon it. Even with our father being a smoker, we would always question him, like, why are we doing we like it? And then as we got older, when I got when I went away for college, I started smoking and I experimented with baking with weed one random day with my friends. And I started a cupcake cannabis business and infused cupcake business. Wow. Right out of college, like while you were in college. While I was in college. That's yeah. perfect. For me, yeah, same thing. Like my dad's always been a smoker or that. But growing up with my mom, it was just like, you know, my dad was like a loser. So if you smoke, then you, you're, you have to be a loser if you're a smoker. And then when I got to college, it was more, it was always available. And I was just smoking all the time. Well, I smoke it more. I try to control it more and know what I'm smoking and, you know, do it more for my anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. So were you immediately noticing the benefits of consuming cannabis, like from starting recreationally probably mm, no not immediately because i was just doing it so much that you know i wouldn't even enjoy like, the, enjoy the different effects that you can have i would be high and having the munchies like for me when i started smoking that's what i thought smoking was about it was like all right let's get high and go eat some good food and order a whole bunch of shit yum and yeah, yeah, yes. started enjoying the levels of high i started learning the different strains and the different effects that it can have on you and if you want to be up and active you should smoke this strain which is better than this strain because it's going to make you more drowsy and more sleepy yeah so you've always connected cannabis with like the culinary aspects of it or consuming food yeah before after during and with your cupcake business give us an example of like how you got into like learning how to bake and like decarboxylating the cannabis like you would just get flour and you knew to make it into like an oil or butter or was there some trial and error with that i'm sure it was definitely a trial and error the first time i tried baking from scratch all the cupcakes blew up in the oven because i didn't do it step by step (laughs) 
Then <laughs> once I got that down packed, my friend, one of my very good friends was, he always had a lot of weed available. So one day he came over, he's like, I got this much shake, like make something with it. So I started doing research because I'm like, if we just put this in the batter, I'm pretty sure it's not going to work. That It might work, but I don't think it will. So I started looking up how you bake with cannabis, different um, extraction methods. So I learned that I had to decar, I always have trouble saying this word, decarbohydrate. Yeah, decarboxylate, or you can just say decarb people yeah, know. De- yeah, decar, decar the, the cannabis. So I, I baked it in the um, oven for about 30 minutes, if I can remember correctly. It was about 30 minutes, aluminum foil. And I had gotten myself a magical butter machine, probably wait, a waste of money. So I put about two cups of oil in there because that was the minimum amount. And I probably had like 28 grams of shake. And I threw it all in the machine. It took maybe about one hour for the oil, the extraction to be ready. And then I combined the extraction with my batter. And those were the most potent cupcakes I've ever made in my life. <laughs> I shared them with friends. I shared them with my friends. It was 420. It was 421 year. I shared them with my friends. One of my best friends was like so high. She's like, I, can't, I have to go outside. I need air. You see her st- sitting on the stoop for like two hours with her head. <laughs> <laughs> On her knees. She was so high. <laughs> oh my gosh, it happened. And then my other friends, I had another friend who kicked a few people out of her house because she was so high. It she was definitely paranoid. an experience. <laughs> so then learning from that experience, did you try to like figure out dosages from there? Yes, I tried to figure out dosage. And then it was a point where I was making cupcakes and people were just like, I'm not getting high. Like, what are you giving me? And I was like, maybe I not putting enough like so I I leveled it up in between instead of doing like 50 milligrams per person I would do between 25 to 30. Nice so then flashing to today with your events I want to get into your first higher dining event and all of that but just with the dosage like how do you guys course out like your dosages throughout the night for like an event where you're having multiple courses and people are also consuming while they're eating yeah, infused so each food. dish will be about 8 to 12 grams per person. Milligrams. 8 to 12 milligrams. We also don't infuse every dish that we're serving because it's a smoke-friendly environment and we have strain tasting going on. We also have pre-rolls for the guests. And a lot. sometimes we serve cocktails that have cannabis that are infused with cannabis in them. Fabulous. So which one of you went to culinary school? Chanelli. That would be me. Nice. I went to culinary school. So did you have, what did you have in mind with going there? I mean, you're, you just love food and you wanted I to... Yeah, I just had like a passion for food, wanted to work in the food industry, didn't know what route I was taking, just wanted to go learn some like basic stuff, basic techniques that I could have probably learned at home, but I'm like, I love school and I love to learn from someone else, so I took the culinary route, culinary school route, and then when I got out, I'm like, oh, I still want to work next, but you know, what do I want to do? I didn't want to work at a restaurant for a long time. I wanted to just do what I like to do, which is feed people, feed people in large groups. And I thought that involving weed with it would be great because I usually smoke while going out to dinner or, 
Like, why not have a space where you can do both, enjoy both things that I like? So I created a space that I would like to attend to. Yeah, that's amazing. So then you both came together to create, like, experience. What was your first higher dining event like? So our first event was in the summer of 2017, and it was just, like, a trial thing to see if we can work together, what we can do together. And it was in my mom's backyard. It was beautifully. We had a decorate. Um, we had a beautifully decor. We did, like, a Mediterranean um dish and then in the middle of the event it started pouring rain thankfully it was mainly our friends but there was like a huge event it was about 65 people for our first event i feel like it was humongous it started pouring we had to bring everyone in and like serve everything like everyone was on the couches and in our dining room not looking like how i usually yeah we weren't so <laughs> now we're always like it has to be indoors because we never know like when it's going to start pouring well, well it was an amazing event we learned and it's, we've grown so much from that but we stuck to the we stuck to the goal yeah I'm sure I mean doing it for two years that's incredible in itself and I'm sure the first time you were like well it can only go up from here because it seems like it was a great turnout yeah. I'm sure everyone loved it but like without the rain I'm sure it was even could have been better but yes. so now what what how many people do you have at like events currently do you cap it at a certain number like depending on venue do you change the venues often mm-hmm. we change venues often we probably change venues almost at every event but it depends on the season like it depends when like during the holiday season we have large events for 420 one time we did 80 people we've done in this past 420 we did two seatings tomorrow's event is a very intimate event about 20 to 25 people so it, it depends on each event each event is so different like you never know what to expect yeah and do you theme your events like how do you create your menus and know like wh- how you're gonna pair certain strains with certain dishes like what's walk us through that process so we try the strains before we uh the, we try to here's also the menu with the decor and with the vibe that we're going for. We always try to see what's in season and what's not in season. So, you know, just like tomorrow we're doing a very Mexican vibe on the menu. And so we're doing lots of florals, lots of yellows and pinks, lots of bright colors. So the dishes are bright, pretty, like a pretty elegant Yeah, I love the idea that you guys consume the strains and kind of are you inspired probably by the way that the strains like make you feel mm-hmm. for then how you're yeah. creating and curating the space and the yeah. food and the colors that just sounds so and when you're smoking it like the time that like, the time that you're smoking when you're smoking a lot try to look into all of that so that people don't go out of their past out yeah have have you ever had people like consume too much or like one yeah once we did this year i think for our valentine's day event she had consumed too much before because mm-hmm. it was 30 minutes into the event and she was done yeah she was like pre-gaming <laughs> With cannabis. Yeah, like, she was done 30 minutes into the event, and I was, like, so scared. But she handled it pretty well, and she came with a friend. So she stayed up. She removed herself from the event and came into one of the private rooms. But she allowed her friends to enjoy herself. Yeah, people have to know their own limits before doing that, going to an event like that. Or, like, yeah, knowing not to 
smoke yeah, a lot like of they blunts. I was trying to say that for the pairing, before getting back from Portland, we would go by the name and by, we, by what we would find online of the strain that we're serving to the guests. But after getting back from Portland, I learned a lot more about the terpenes. Yes. And the different effects and the different kind of terpenes. So I try to go a lot based of what it smells like. Like, I know that if it's a very acidic, citric strain, it's more of an upper. Yes, that's great. We love terpenes and talking about terpenes. And it's so cool that you say that because I really believe that it's going to be more about the terpene content of strains. Like we're already seeing that in dispensaries. Some dispensaries are showing the terpene profiles because that's really what you can kind of determine some of the effects consistently for strains because strains are crazy yeah. and you don't know where to trace the genetics to and what they truly are, sativa, indica, that kind of thing. But the terpenes mm-hmm. is really And every time at. you'll get something different. Yeah, exactly. It won't ever be the same. Yeah, it will never be the same. That goes with the thing, like with high, that you will never experience the same which is the fun part about it. Yeah, exactly. Trying different things. And I hate when people like completely write off cannabis. They're just like, oh, I smoked and I didn't like it. And now I'm never smoking again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's so many different ways to consume. There's so many it's different like strains. Therapy. You got to continue to try it. Yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> got to find the right fit. It's out there. Yeah, out you got to find the right fit. It's, it's out there. Come on, there's so much. Like, it's you did the right fit. So your guys 420 event, I have one of them you had mentioned. Someone got arrested. Was it Rochelle before the yes. event? <laughs> Tell us the oh, story. Oh, yeah, right before. What happened? So it was our first I believe it was our first 420 event, right? Yeah, it was the first year we were doing 420. And I actually had maybe a month I came back from surgery. So I wasn't really working at the time. I was just, you know, doing higher dining stuff. It was the day before the event, and I was running around printing the menus, getting all last-minute things. Then I had to go meet with Chanelle so we could finish prepping all the food. So I had everything in the car, including all the weed. <laughs> I ended up getting pulled, o- pulled over. My, scar- my car reeked like weed because I'm a smoker. So I probably had just smoked a couple hours before. So the cop is asking me, do you have anything illegal in the car? I had totally forgot I had like two ounces of weed in my car. And I'm like, no, I know I, I'm a smoker. I smoked earlier. That's probably, that's probably why it smells like that in here. He's like, okay, I'm going to check your license. As he's checking my license, I look over and I see the two packs of weed. Like, inside, it's inside my purse, but I can still see it. That's why I, I remembered I had it. So I'm trying to hide it. The officer comes back, like, can you please step out of the car? Oh, no. I didn't have no time to hide it. Yeah, I had no time to hide it. At that point, the weed was already out the bag because I was going to hide it in the bottom of the bag. But So as the other officer is searching my car, I'm telling the officer, like, there is something in my car. I just forgot I had it. At, at this point, I know they're going to find it, so it's no point in denying it. Yeah. And the officer comes back with the two ounces in his hands. And I ended up getting arrested. All the weed was confiscated, and it was one of the best strains we had have ever had we weren't able no. to give it to the clients the next day because the our supplier was already out but it was one of the best trains i've ever tasted in my life and it was I'm so good sure. i was so mad about that what was I'm it pretty called sure Do you the remember? officers had a great time with it yeah i'm sure they enjoyed it do you remember what strain it was called or 
Pink Lady. Pink Lady. Pink Lady. It was a so really good trade. I was only arrested for a few hours. I did have a lot of court fees that I had to deal with. I had to get a lawyer. So it, it made a big hole in my pocket, but it was an experience and it taught me a lesson not to be in a rush and not to put myself away correctly. Yeah. Especially oh. when I'm driving around with illegal substances. Yeah. RIP to Pink Lady. Lady. Right. <laughs> that sucks. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I know so many people who have had that same kind of experience where they've had like less than that in their car or just like a piece or something. And there's um this website, I think it's called flexyourrights.org. And it teaches you all the different ways that you can talk to the police when they pull you over if you have something illegal in your car, like weed. With That's good to know. Yeah. And um there's also these... I forget. It's like Pot Brothers at Law on Instagram, and they have this script that they always post, and it's something about, like, if you get pulled over... You're, you ask them, like, why they're pulling you over. Obviously, if it's, like, for speeding or something, you have to deal with that. But then if they ask you about, like, if you've been smoking or something, you can be like, I'm not discussing my day with you. Another thing is, like, when they pull up, pull you over, you just, like, crack your window. <laughs> you just, like, don't have to put it all the way down. <laughs> There's, like, so many things. There's some funny videos, too, but I just know it's, like, they trick you into letting them search your car sometimes where you could be like am I free to go okay great see you later or like they need to get a warrant or something but there's lots of things online mm-hmm. but I mean I think they're figuring it out more with dispensaries and people are tra- like driving with cannabis in the car that will be allowed in the future hopefully or something <laughs> don't view it as that big of a crime but that's so sad that it got taken away yeah Hopefully that all changes. Other than that, have you had other big challenges that you've faced, like, in this kind of industry, working with cannabis? I would say one of our biggest challenges is, I don't think it's really a challenge. I just think it's people accepting that this is who we are and what we do. The stigmas. And the faces behind the brand. Like, a lot of the times where people ask me what I do or my, about my company, they're surprised that we're the faces behind the brand. Why do you think they're surprised? <laughs> like, that it's women or that it's young women? I think it's everything. I think it's that it's young women, young young women of color, and also all the history that we've been able to build with our brands. I think it also surprises them. Interesting. Well, yeah, you are going to just keep surprising people. Your brand is so amazing and I'm really excited to see what else you ladies come up with I love following along like you're doing an incredible job with your branding and your events so it's really cool and just keep surprising them so much of course always the goal it's crazy this industry like seeing all the different things that people are doing and there's so much of this like especially going to something like the in bloom event and broccoli magazine like anything flipping through that everything's so like artistic and creative and like minimal and high-end and they have all these different things that people are doing with cannabis but then you still will come into contact with people who are like what the heck like I can't believe that you do that or is that like okay like legal or like what are you doing and it's just yeah like, that's the first question is that legal <laughs> oh my gosh or, oh, I no, hate that question like, how do you deal with the with the cops or something and it's like it's not legal but we're not parading it either like we're not just saying okay we're having a cannabis dinner party everyone's invited it's more of like a social club kind of thing yeah only the people who are in 
the no in the club yeah are able to mm-hmm. participate speaking of legal what do you ladies think of the legal market in new york right now i'm sure it's been affecting your business that it's not as legalized as yeah. it could be and what do you think is going to happen with the legalization there because right now it's I don't just know if it's going to happen like i looking forward to that day like I don't think I, I don't see it happening honestly you don't see it going Just like fully New York I don't see it happening here I'm fully legal the, yeah the New York market is such a mess it's just it's insane just medically I don't know. for five there's five licenses that they had did they ever give any more licenses some of them are like mm-hmm. corrupt some of them are getting bought up it's still five still five yeah it's for the whole state so like yeah it's a lot of people are not going the medical route, you know, and there's a reason why. So I think it's going to take us a little while to go recreational. Yeah, and it's fine because, like, when you're dealing with flour, the black market for flour, you, I mean, you can't guarantee, like, what pesticides and stuff are being mm-hmm. sprayed, but it's still, nope. like, flour is flour. You can see it. You know that it's not, like, something yeah. else than what you're getting, which is good. It will mm-hmm. be interesting, though, to see with what happens with New Jersey, they keep talking about recreational. And so if like states around New York are closing in on rec, people can just get it outside. I wonder if they'll get on board or figure it out, but, and like tap into that, the tax money. I can't even imagine what it would be like the tax money for a dispensary in New York because taxes are so insane. Insane. Where it's probably better to still just get from the black market. Mm But yeah, I don't know if it's going to be even affordable. Yeah, and that's like a huge problem too is like it's just available medically right now and certain states like Pennsylvania is just medical, but is it accessible to the people who need this medicine? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not really. It's not accessible. Very frustrating. (laughs) And in some cases, it's like. when you go, you know, after that whole um, ordeal happened to me, I had to, I was on probation for a while and I had to get a medical card in New Jersey because I smoke and I was going to be 30. So it was either me go to probation and have 30 urine or have a medical card. And it's very expensive for you to get a medical card in itself. It's like $400. And then you yeah. got to go buy yourself from the dispensary. And an ounce in a dispensary can run you anywhere from 400 to $600. Oh my gosh, that's insane. That's in New York prices? New New Jersey. New Jersey, wow. That's just so insane. Wow. Very. (laughs) That's not right. When you were talking about the shake earlier, I was thinking how I would always get shake ounces for $50 in Denver. Yeah. (laughs) For like cooking and stuff. It was a great deal. I know. Even Portland. Portland's week was so good. Oh yeah. Portland. Oregon is definitely, I think, the most saturated. Uh, Or maybe Washington. Washington and Oregon are like so saturated with dispensaries that it makes the weed, like it's good for the consumer because it's so cheap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not the greatest for the growers. Very good stuff. Yeah. Let's switch gears a bit and talk more about your yoga events. Like, what are they like? Is there any food at them? Or it's more about cannabis and yoga? So our yoga events, we do serve food. We serve, like, either a light, very light dinner. If it's in the evening, if it's during the day, it's a very light lunch. We also have infused juices that we make or an infused water for the guests. They're smoke-friendly, so we have free rolls. And it's more about 
being in tune with yourself while also knowing that you can be high and be in tune with yourself and focus and feel good while you're stretching. Like, I feel like it's helped. With me, I feel like it helps me a lot when I'm doing yoga and I'm a little bit high because it makes me focus more on the position and give a little bit more of myself. Yeah, that's definitely like makes you more intuitive and in tune. Are either of you yoga instructors? Do you teach or do you get someone to instruct or like work we in the studio? We get someone to instruct. We have, we actually have two yoga instructors that are part of the team. So we'll get one of them to instruct the session. And we've gotten like a lot of the clients that come to the yoga session give the same feedback that they were so focused and it helped, it helped them stretch more and just be more in tune with themselves. I love events like that. My friend, when I lived in Colorado, she would do these full moon gatherings goddess gatherings and it would be like yoga and smoking and sharing and some kind of activity and it was once a month and it was a lot of the same women that came and a lot of different people and it just helps to create that community and connection and people like letting their guard down and sharing and opening up so that's really great it seems like your events from it's a very intentional event. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love love those kind of events. Do you have other upcoming events besides your exciting Parish Fashion Week? Anything that you we want? have a yoga in October? Okay, October twentieth. So we're gonna have a higher yoga, and that's in New and York. And in December we'll be doing Art Basel. Yeah, oh, in New York, Miami. And, and then we'll in December we're in Miami. And November, so October we're doing higher yoga. October twentieth, November. Remember, we have our last dinner before New Year's, before the New Year, our last higher dining dinner. And then December, we're in Art Basel. In Miami. That's exciting. So yeah. like with Art Basel and Paris Fashion Week, events like that that you're doing, were you are you partnering with people to like host these events? Do you reach out to people? Like how do you get connected to get into do events surrounding these events? cool events in the world is a lot of cold calling for fashion week we're partnering with a new york based fashion brand called sell Duval. she's a young girl from new york city she started doing um bathing suits here in new york and she has dresses and what else skirts besides the bathing suits so she's launching her whole new collection for 2019 so we're partnering with her in paris and then for our basel we haven't decided just yet exactly what we're doing but we will definitely be partnering with different artists and a whole event out there that's amazing i love that idea and that just like connecting with the fashion designer or the artist surrounding things to help like yeah. promote each other that cross-promotional collaboration yeah. is beautiful yeah. so what is the future of higher dining do you i mean you guys are a whole brand i i like don't realize that all the time from your instagram but i do see the other things and i'm not sure if you're just like promoting a pipe but i'm excited that you guys are making that pipe or like when I asked you where that your shirt was from you're like it's ours and I'm like that's so cool so how do you see your brand evolving in the next like few years any bigger bigger visions out there for expansion more of the same 
more events, of course. Maybe Instagram, dispensary, maybe. You, I don't, we never know. It just keeps definitely going. definitely want to work on something for, like, the home. Besides the candle, we want to work on another kind of accessory for the home. So I think within the next year, we will launch something like that. That will be cool. With your candle, what kind of candle is it? Is it soy-based or... Yes, so yeah, it's soy a based. soy wax based soy wax candle. One is called Sour Diesel and the other one is called Lavender Haze. They're, the names are both derived from the two most popular strains in New York City. The Sour Diesel, the terpenes are very similar to your regular Sour D and it's more of an upper. The Lavender Haze is very similar to the Haze of New York and it's more of a downer, like a calming. Wow, I love that. I didn't, I didn't even realize that they were, I mean, I was hoping they were cannabis themed, which they clearly are that's awesome i have to get some for gifts i have some gifts that i need to get for people so that's the perfect (laughs) gift yes definitely are you trying to book more events like outside of new york i mean i'm sure it can be tricky like crossing state lines or whatever but like in markets that are more open like washington oregon colorado california are you talking to anyone out there to do events or looking in to do stuff like that or just open to the opportunities if they are rise we're definitely open to the opportunities we haven't spoke to anyone in colorado or washington or anything um we're in the works of being a part of a retreat in illinois because i know that illinois yeah. is about to legalize in january so a lady contacted us to be a part of a retreat that she's doing to be the chef so we're doing that in april of next year god willing yeah whatever opportunities arise we're welcome definitely bound to travel yeah that's exciting do can people book you for if they want a private event a dinner event or like have you talked to anyone about doing weddings yet we haven't done a wedding yet but we have done a few private events for smaller intimate um for smaller intimate scale we actually did a huge holiday party our first year of launching which was in 2017 it was in washington dc it wasn't cannabis infused it was just catering the food but it was a great opportunity to get our name out there this past summer we did a few smaller private events for clients they were like birthday dinners we did we did a brunch we had one more that we catered actually from a girl that we private met in portland. yeah it so was a met- private gathering we met her in portland at the blooming in Bloom, um, yeah. and she wanted us to cater her gathering oh that's amazing so many good connections from that event we actually are all going to be recording probably next week with whitney and mccarter who was in our little oh, group yeah. when we all met yes she has the she does the the content she does like content right yeah they are definitely cannabis like marketers content creators yes. sunny days and mccarter nice. gets high so yes yeah nice. i was telling my sister about her because i've actually been meaning to reach out to her to do content for us yeah their new um company they're like doing a company called okay okay creative and that's like what they're gonna be doing so definitely nice. I'll um, send you guys their new emails for that too yes, <laughs> after the call. But yeah, I love that. And just, yeah, connecting. That was great connections. And I love the cannabis industry like space, especially for women in the space. Like every event that I go to, I make really like I make new friends, I feel like. And I keep genuine, in contact. Yeah, yeah, I love that it's genuine connections all the time. Yeah, it's so fun. 
So where can everyone find you? So your Instagram? Uh, higher Dining. Higher Dining for Instagram. And then do you have a website? Yeah, it's just higherdining.com. And if someone wants to join a Higher Dining event, what is their they just reach out because i mean it's kind of kind of exclusive would you say <laughs> can't just so if you roll up off if the you street want to join a higher dining event we usually post it up on our um instagram once the tickets go on sale and you're welcome to purchase the ticket from the link amazing and yeah we'll definitely promote um when you have your next events because we can't come to this friday's one but one of the future ones i'm definitely gonna go to and we'll definitely you have to come to our friendsgiving one oh perfect yeah november i am around town november please join us amazing well thank you ladies so much thank you so much for having us the time i know it can be hard to take some time but i'm glad that we got to sit down and talk about your amazing brand and I'm really excited to see what you ladies do in the future and I have ideas for people in New York that I feel like I could connect like I feel like we need we have a lot more connections to make with people in the industry and events and stuff so definitely I'm really excited yeah we need to come to Philly soon yeah for sure oh my gosh yeah Gigi would love to I'm sure do like something with our stuff or with one of our launches of one of our when we launch our product doing like something fun yeah together yeah let us know we'll come to your lunch that would be amazing and i'm definitely i can't wait to see your next design for your shirt but i'm definitely getting the other one too (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much all right have a great weekend you too thanks ladies and all right have a great day and have a great event on friday (laughs) 